Hey, this is Joseph Thompson. Thanks for listening to the Open Spaces podcast. Why don't you sit back, relax, and join me as we take a journey together into wide open spaces. A couple of weeks ago, I uh, talked about some vulnerability that I was uh, dealing with and this idea that I needed, I was on a quest and I needed to become a better version of myself. I must admit that I've been doing a lot of reading and research and study lately in this area of um, the kind of Christ follower that I would like to be. Um, And I get that um, there are seasons when we're uh, introspective, others when we're retrospective. And uh, for me, it's simply understanding that as my, I've certainly lived much longer than half my life Otherwise, I'd be living to 120 or thereabouts. But um, it's clear that at this season of my life, um, it's critical to me to understand that there are certain expectations that God has placed on me and certain ones that I've placed on myself, not to talk about those that are placed on me by culture and society. And so in my research, there's some stuff I've been learning about vulnerability um, and about vulnerability being a strength in and of itself and not a weakness, which is contrary to what most people would think. Because if you did a random poll of people and said, do you think of vulnerability as weakness? Um, Most people would say yes, uh, except that when they are confronted with the idea that someone has stood up in front of them and... uh, bared their all, bared their souls, and in, in that process has has exposed uh, aspects of their lives that, that hold them in a critical view of people. Um, at that point, people suggest that that, that took uh, incredible strength and courage, which is interesting because a vulnerability can't at once be a strength and a weakness. So um, I was reading this quote not long ago, uh, The Man in the Arena by... President Theodore Roosevelt. And in case you've forgotten how it goes, it says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Now, it is the nature of people that we want to belong and to be valued for what we believe to be true about ourselves. Unfortunately, though, it is for this reason, this need to belong and to believe certain things about ourselves and want to be valued for those things, it is this reason that causes us to often hide who we truly are. 
for fear that people might not actually like or accept us if they find out about our secret identity or who we actually really are, which, interestingly enough, isn't quite as secret as we think because it's actually who we are in default mode when we're not wearing a mask. So it is this secrecy that causes us to hold back from being who we're really supposed to be. And shame, unfortunately, is the driving factor behind secrecy. I could go into a whole sermon that I preached a a little over a year ago about shame, and um, I used the Apostle Peter as an example, but that's another story for another day. Today, I'm highlighting the fact that where there's shame, there is no vulnerability, which all too often, as I said earlier on, is interpreted as weakness. And where there's no vulnerability, there's certainly no authenticity. So what is vulnerability, you might be asking, and what does it look like? Well, vulnerability defined is the willingness to show emotion or to allow one's weaknesses to be seen or known. Willingness to risk being emotionally hurt. Another dictionary renders the meaning as the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. To be clear, what vulnerability is not is weakness. Vulnerability is not weakness. Because while it may invite us to expose our weaknesses, and we all have them, and while it's an emotional risk, and it often brooks uncertainty because you have no control over how the recipient of your vulnerability is going to actually react to it, it certainly requires significantly more courage to be vulnerable than it does weakness. In fact, uh, Dr. Brene Brown, whose TED talk on the subject of vulnerability is probably one of the most, not probably, it's certainly one of the most watched ever TED talks uh, with over 57 million views and counting. She suggests that vulnerability is actually the birthplace of innovation, creativity, and change. And I couldn't agree more. Why? Simple, really, because think about it. Innovation requires the vulnerability to accept that there might be more and that neither you nor I possess a monopoly on wisdom. Innovation often requires us to admit that we're not always the smartest person in the room. Second, creativity. Well, to create is to make something that never existed. That's what it means to create. So creativity requires the vulnerability to be willing to fail over and over again as you work to actualize your creative vision. And the third ingredient uh, that she says that vulnerability is the birthplace of uh, is change. Well, change requires the vulnerability to acknowledge that there is a better way to accomplish something other than the direction in which you're headed. That's why you change. Shame, on the other hand, tells you that you're not enough and that every attempt at innovation, creativity, or change that goes against what you think should be done is a personal attack on your identity, on your value, and on your worth. In other words, shame is really the swampland of the soul. It's a place that you can be buried. And according to Brene Brown, secrecy, silence, and judgment 
are the key ingredients in the petri dish of shame. I like that. The petri dish of shame. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. Her antidote for that? Simple, but not easy. Empathy. Empathy, according to the dictionary, is the psychological identification with or vicarious experiencing of the emotions, thoughts, or attitudes of another. So to develop empathy and to make it a daily practice in our lives, we're going to need a strong back and a soft front. Let me explain what I mean by that, because... um, uh, If you have done any sort of exercise working out, you'll realize that uh, beach muscles aren't actually what make you strong. And I found that out the hard way many years ago when I had a personal trainer. And um, I was sort of primping and posing in front of her, thinking that, look, I'm jacked, I'm big, I'm strong. And she asked me to do a few GHD sit-ups. She said to do 25 GHD sit-ups. I'd never done a GHD sit-up in my life, but I prided myself on doing sit-ups on the ground. So I thought, how hard can that be? Well, when I got to 10, I found out that I couldn't pick myself back up. I just couldn't do it. And then she explained to me that core strength is real strength, not beach muscles, not your biceps and triceps, but your core And your core is strengthened by your back. So you have to strengthen your back in order to strengthen your core. And interestingly enough, a strong core doesn't necessarily mean you have a six-pack. Ever seen a sumo wrestler? Those guys are as strong and as flexible as anything you've seen. But they have flabby fronts. They don't have six-packs. So in this case, a strong back represents courage, while a soft front represents vulnerability. To develop empathy, like I said, we have to develop a strong back and a soft front. We have to develop courage and vulnerability. We're going to need both of them if we are to abandon the certainty and safety of our ideological bunkers. They're bunkers because we bury ourselves so deep in our ideologies that we make no allowance for the fact that we can be wrong and that there are other ways or other ideas that supersede ours and that will lead us to a better place. But in order to do that, in order for us to abandon the safety of our ideological bunkers so that we can head off into the wilderness where it's safe to engage the battle of authenticity even at the risk of being marred by the dust, sweat, and blood of those who shun and reject our vulnerability because it makes them uncomfortable about their own lack of it. In order to do that, we're going to need courage and vulnerability. You know, we can spend our entire lives betraying ourselves and choosing to fit in and play it safe over standing alone against the flood and the tide of the culture war. And instead, choosing the path of vulnerability over the shame of being rejected or the fear of being rejected, which is where the shame is. This matters 
if you and I are going to be our authentic selves. Because for many of us for whom strengthening our back is our particular challenge, we're often driven by what people think. That's why we're not courageous when we're confronted with wrong. Because perfecting, pleasing, proving, and pretending often get in the way of the strong back of courage. While shame often gets in the way of the soft front, which is vulnerability. So one of the books I've been reading that led me to Brene Brown's um, TED Talk that 57 million people have viewed, 57 million and one, if you count me. So she wrote a book called Braving the Wilderness. And in that book, she suggests that one way to strengthen our courage muscle is learning how to put what she calls braving the acronym BRAVING into practice. And that acronym looks like this. The B in BRAVING is boundaries. Learning to set, hold, and respect boundaries. And then she identifies that the challenge is letting go of being liked and the fear of disappointing people. The R in BRAVING is reliability. Learning how to say what we mean and mean what we say. And the challenge is not over-committing and over-promising to please others or to prove ourselves. The A is accountability. Learning how to step up, be accountable, take responsibility, and issue meaningful apologies when we're wrong. And the challenge is letting go of blame and staying out of shame. The V in braving is vault. Learning how to keep confidences, to recognize what's ours to share and what's not. And the challenge is to stop using gossip, common enemy intimacy, and oversharing as a way to hotwire connection. The I in braving is integrity. Learning how to practice our values, even when it's uncomfortable and hard. And the challenge is choosing courage over comfort in those moments. The N in braving is non-judgment, learning how to give and receive help. The challenge is letting go of helper and fixer as our identity and the source of our self-worth. And finally, the G in braving is generosity. Learning how to set the boundaries that allow us to be generous in our assumptions about others. And the challenge is being honest and clear with others about what's okay and what's not okay. So friends, as we pursue empathy over shame, as we build courage and vulnerability over secrecy, silence, and judgment, we do really well to remember these inimitable words from Paul to the church in Galatia. I've been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I'm no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. I love the fact that that is a sentence on its own, standalone. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, but it is lived by faith 
in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Thanks so much for listening and see you next week. Thanks for joining us on the Open Spaces podcast. If you enjoyed it, then please like it and share it with your friends. We'd really love to connect with you. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Open Spaces Podcast. Yeah.